This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hello, I'm Shannon Sharp. Welcome to a very special edition of Club Shay Shay. As you can see, we're in the gym. And my next guest, while he might not be able to lift that, he can more than handle his own on the football field. Heisman Trophy winner, two-time national champ, AP College Player of the Year, the first receiver to receive that honor, SEC Player of the Year, Devontae Smith. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice. That's why all my life, I've been grinding all my life. Look, all my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice. Devontae, how you doing, bro? I'm good. Can't complain. You can't complain? Not at all. I mean, you in Cali. I mean, the palm trees. I know it's a little cold. It's a little cold right now. But uh, how you liking Cali? I like it. You got some very interesting news you want to share with us today. You did something today. What's going on? Um, I just signed with Clutch Sports. Just felt like it was a better business decision with me. Just more that I can do and more that I can get out with them. There are a lot of agents out there. Obviously, you had your choice, the big names. And if I'm not mistaken, Clutch just got into this business from a football aspect. I think last year, I think they signed uh, Jeff Okuda. I think they had Chase Young. And now you, the Heisman Trophy winner. What was it about Clutch that made you say, you know what, this is the fit for me? Just outside of football, just you as a person, just building your brand, just putting you out there, just making it more than just football. Right. Not people just seeing me as Devontae Smith, the football player, but Devontae Smith, the person. So you want to you want to be obviously football is going to be priority. That's the way you're going to pay the bills and, and make a name for yourself. But you want to be outside of football. You want to be bigger than football. Yes, sir. Okay, let's go back to this season because you had a season for the ages. COVID hit. There was touch and go. We might not have a season. Man, I came back to play because I want to play my senior year, get an opportunity to play for another national championship. What was going through your mind when it was touch and go, the SEC might not play this year? Uh, it was tough just knowing that I came back just to get my degree and to play another year. I mean, I got the degree, but it's like, what I'm going to do for this time now? <laughs> I mean, that's a long time just to be working out. So it was tough, but just kept believing it, kept going through the protocols and things like that, and it happened. Did you know this season was going to be special for you? 
Uh, I, I felt like I was going to have a good season. The season I had, no, I didn't expect that, but I felt like I was going to have a pretty good season. Because if you look at it, your junior year, obviously, I mean, it's, it's very difficult for you to get some shine in Alabama, especially the previous year. You got two first-round picks playing the very position that you play, Jerry Judy uh, and Henry Ruggs. And so you come back. And you're thinking to yourself, but I got Jalen Waddle on the other side. He's going to get some shine, too. I got Najee in the backfield. When did you know, know this offense could be special? Um, the summer. Just everybody just buying into everything. The team, not just offense, defense, everybody. Just buying into it, knowing that the protocols we got to go through, keeping your bubble, your personal bubble small, things like that. Like, everybody was locked in. I mean, everybody came back. Even when we wasn't able to go to the school and work out, like, everybody found a way just to make it happen. Right. Mac Jones, Tua, a couple of years ago, he gets injured. Mac comes in. He plays well. Did you know he was going to play this well? Yeah, just the work that he put in. I mean, like, first one in, last one out type guy. I mean, knew he was going to come in and do what he do. I mean, he's in the film room every day. He texting you 3 in the morning and telling you stuff on film. I'm like, <laughs> bro, it's 3 in the morning. But right. Like, he, he's locked in. What is it like? going to Alabama, the factory, because you guys produce wide receivers, offensive linemen, you guys produce, put guys in the NFL like no other college has done it in, in recent memory. What's it like going there, competing every single day? I mean, it's different. It's a mindset thing. I mean, it's not for everybody. I mean, you have to be willing to go in there knowing that it's not going to be easy. You're going to compete every day just knowing that the guy that's right on side of you could be the guy that's going to take the job. Right. So just knowing and then like everybody's just genuinely happy for each other. I mean, it's no animosity, nothing like that. I mean, you go out there, you see the guy next to you that you grind with every day doing good. You just happy for him. That's because I'm thinking, I'm like, OK, you decide to go to Alabama and we're going to get why you decide to go there. You're like, hold on. Jerry Judy's going there. You've heard of him. Henry Ruggs going there. Jalen Waddle. Why would you do that? Uh, it wasn't just a uh, me thing. I mean, yeah, I want to go there for me. Right. But then again, you want to go there to win national championship. Right. You know you're not going to win it by yourself, so you got to have some dogs with you. Right. So you go to Alabama. You know one thing. You're going to play for the SEC title, and you're probably going to compete for a national title. But in the process, Coach Saban, as you said, it's a factory. And guys know you might be starting today, it might be second team, third team tomorrow. So how do you, how does Devon, how did Devontae Smith get him get his mind says you know what I'm going to compete. I know what they got. I know what they produce at this position. But I'm a dog. I can I can I can win a job there. Uh, it comes down to control what you control. I mean like you control your effort every day. You control how hard you go out and practice every day and work. So just controlling that and everything else is gonna handle itself. I mean the coach is gonna see. They watch film every day. We watch film every day. They gonna see who putting the work in. Judy, Ruggs, yourself, Waddle, obviously Michi is back the next year. What's that meeting room like? What's what you know? Obviously, you're gonna get everybody's best. You you're Alabama. You're gonna get everybody's best regardless. And then when now you're the receiver now, you like you get extra attention. Uh, it's just that knowing that when someone is giving you your best, it's knowing that they're doing that for a reason. You're doing something right. Right. Because. If you wasn't doing something right there, just be like, oh, man, it's just another little team. But, like, people know, like, okay, this Alabama, like, they got to be doing something right. This player got to be doing something right. So it, it makes you excited just knowing that you're going to get everybody else's best, and it just makes the game funner. But not only is it the best on the offensive side, you're going against Pat Sertan II, who's going to be a first-round pick. You went against Trevon Diggs last year. You go against uh, uh, Minka. 
you go, you're going against guys that's going to be first-round picks on the other side of the ball. What's that like? Because that's a game in practice. I mean, it's intense. I mean, you go out there, <laughs> you have your guys like Pat Minko that don't talk, just sit there and play. Then you have your guys like Diz that's going to talk the whole practice. So, I mean, it's fun just going out there knowing that you're going against them. And you just make each other better, and everybody's just happy at the time. So, do you know, like, okay, I beat Pat. If I can beat Pat, Pat's one of the best in the, in the league. What chance does the guy on the other team, what does he have? If, if I can beat Minka, if I can beat Sertan, if I can beat Diggs, these guys on the other team have no chance. Uh, it definitely gives you a conf confidence boost just knowing that you go out there and you practice against the best every day. So it's like, okay, I did this on Pat. It worked. If it worked <laughs> on Pat, then it should work on everybody else. So like, it just gives you a confidence boost every day. Uh, are you a talker? I can be at times. So, so. So who get who who got you riled up? Was it Sertan? Was it Diggs? Was it Minka? Who gets you like, okay, oh you want to talk? Oh, okay, so it's gonna be one of these type practices. It was for sure Diggs. <laughs> Diggs talk all day, he's not gonna stop. Okay. So you look at it, it says, okay, I'm going here, top-notch receivers. Okay, they got top-notch guys. And are you thinking like, did you ever think that did I make a mistake? Should I have come to Alabama? Should I have gone to my hometown team, LSU? Should I have gone somewhere else? Man, this – because you catch the national – champ, the, the touchdown in the national championship game, but it wasn't like you got a whole lot of shine that your freshman year. And then your sophomore year is kind of down. Then you – your junior year, even though you guys don't have great team success, you blew up because I'm watching you in the LSU game. I'm like, man, that little – you can play. So did you? Did it ever cross your mind? I made a mistake, man, because I, you know, I, I'm splitting reps with Rugs and Suggs and all these guys. I'm splitting reps. I need to be on the field all the time. Uh, I wouldn't say it was necessarily getting down and just like I need. I made the wrong choice. It was more of like, what more could I do? Right. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wasn't satisfied with my touch of my freshman year. But yeah. I mean, like, that's everybody. That's part of the game. Right. I mean, you just want more for yourself. So it was just more of like, what more can I do? What do I need to improve to get better? And then. Just locked in on things I needed to improve. That national championship game, it seems like they're playing cover two. Tua does a, does a great job of holding the safety. He stares the safety down. You do a great job of keeping your width. That ball's in the air. What's going through your mind? Don't drop it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, so you can, you're like, if I catch this, it's a game. With that play alone, you are a hero in Bama lore. You caught a game-winning touchdown. That doesn't happen often in a national championship game. You caught the game-winning touchdown. So nobody had a great, a better start and a better finish in Alabama history than Devontae Smith. Um, it was just, man, it's all God. I mean, like just believing in him, just being in the right place at the right time, just trusting our training from day one. I mean, that's something that we did in practice plenty of times, and it just happened to come to the game. How did that play change your life? Um, it didn't change much. I mean, still the same me. I feel like people really didn't notice me until like my junior year. So like, I was still kind of like under the radar still, but it nothing really changed. So, you know, no, no free. Hey, Devontae, that's Devontae, caught the game winner. Nah, I ain't getting none of that to play my junior year. <laughs> Hold on. So they bypassed the rest of your freshman year, your sophomore year, and that didn't happen until your junior year? When you walking out, don't nobody really notice you for real. Like, right. Ain't nobody really knows me. You got a helmet on all the time, so. And plus, you're not like physically imposed. You're not like an offensive lineman. I mean, you could just like be a normal guy walking the class, just walking around class. 
they wouldn't, you know, wouldn't like, wouldn't put two and two together. Yeah. Did you like that? Yeah, I like, I like when it's just low key. I don't like all the attention. So you get to walk around the campus and they don't really, people don't really know who you are. You get to blend in and get to go places without all the, the attention, the extra attention. Yeah, I, I just keep it low key. Nobody be all over me. I don't like the cameras and all that. What's it like playing for Coach Saban? It's great, man. I mean, it's the best of the best. I mean, even with him, it's trash talk. We at practice, he talking, he talking about how he can cover me and things like that. I mean, <laughs> that's just competitors in us. Is he intense? Because yeah. he seems like a very intense person. Very nonsense, very matter of fact, tell you what he wants, expects you to go out there and do it, and if you can't get it done, we're well, going to have a problem. I mean, that comes with the game, most <laughs> definitely. I mean, if you got a coach that's not like that, then that's probably somebody you wouldn't want coaching. Would you say his coaching style is firm but fair? Most definitely. I feel like he, he has everything structured right but it's fair for everybody i mean it's his way but it's great for everybody it's good it's good structure it's going to get everybody right you say alabama isn't for everybody what is some of the things that you would say are the most important traits that a player needs to have in order to go to alabama and have success you got to be disciplined I mean, everything, nothing changes. The schedules always stay the same. There's <laughs> not much change there. So you just have to be disciplined just to get to everything on time, like that on and off the field, going to class. Like, it don't, it don't go, don't none of that go by in Alabama. Coach Saban is a stickler for time, isn't he? He wants you punctual. If the meeting's at 8.30, he expects you there at 8.29, sitting in your seat, not, not walking through the door Most as he's definitely. standing up to talk. So... In your four years there, have Coach Saban ever got upset at you? Is there something that you've done that made Coach Saban upset? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? It, it was a game. I threw a punch. Oh, you got 15. Yeah. They threw me out the game. <laughs> <laughs> so, I want to know what was that conversation like as you're going to the sideline? Because he's going to meet you. The one thing I know about Coach Saban, when you guys get penalties, he's meeting them on the sideline. Yeah. So he met you. What did he say? He got on me. He cursed me out. I mean, that's something you can't do. But I mean, I knew I knew I was in the wrong things like that. But when we got back to the locker room, he was just like, you can't do that. Like, right. that's part of being disciplined. Right. You just got to let it go. So you come back. You win a national championship. Is Alabama everything you thought it would be and more? Did you get everything out of Alabama? Obviously, you went to play at a very high level, get to the NFL. Get a degree. You got that. But Heisman Trophy, AP Player of the Year, never been done uh, for a wide receiver, SEC Player of the Year, all these records. Was Alabama everything you thought it would be? Everything and more. Just with, with individual success comes team success. So right. I wouldn't win none of them awards if we was to win whatever. If we right. weren't winning no games, I wouldn't win them awards. So, right. I mean, like. It's everything that you expect and more just with your teammates too, just them buying into every little thing, the principles and the values of the team. So if they don't do that, then I don't win the stuff that I win. The Heisman Trophy. It was probably around week six, week seven, all of a sudden you start hearing Devontae Smith, Heisman Trophy, Heisman Trophy. When you first heard that, what did you think? I tried to block it out. I was like, <laughs> that's nonsense, man. Y'all just over here talking, man. There's no way I'm finna win this. Right. Okay, so week eight, you put up a monster game. And then the LSU game, you just go off. I think you have three, what, three, four touchdowns. You make the one-hand catch over Stingley. 
uh, in the, on, on the seven route, and now it's really starting to pick up steam. It's really starting. Do you like? Hold on. This thing. Hold on. For real though, this might happen. This 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 might happen. It it hit me like I was like, oh y'all serious about this? <laughs> I was like, but I was still in my head like, there's no way. I mean like my quarterback in it. He's throwing it right. to me. He's throwing it to everybody else. I'm right. like, if anybody's going to win it, it's going to be him. Because the quarterback normally gets the love. The yeah. receiver catching a bunch of touchdowns, well, somebody got to be throwing them to it. Yeah, I'm like, if it's anybody going to win on this team, it's going to be mad. I'm like, y'all serious, but not nah, y'all ain't that serious. Okay. Then you have Auburn. It was like you kept stacking these, not just 100-yard games or the touchdown. You kept putting 150, 180, 200, two, three touchdown games. Okay. Now we get to the SEC title game. Florida. You go off again. You're like, hold on. You mean to tell me we undefeated? I got all these stats. This Heisman Trophy thing, Trevor Lawrence had a kind of little off year. Uh, he had he was, had COVID issues. Man, uh oh. They might call they might they might actually call my name. I kinda um after the Florida game, I kinda was like Najee might get it. Najee kind of went off. Yeah, today, yeah, so he, I, had, he had five. Yeah, right. so I was like, man, y'all talking about me. Y'all need to be talking about Najee. <laughs> I mean, like, he went crazy today. So I was like, it's really Najee or Mac. I was like, I might be up in there, but I ain't going to win it, man. So you're sitting there. Mac's right here. You're sitting right there. The 2000, what, 2020 Heisman Trophy winner, University of Alabama. Did you think they're going to say Devontae Smith or Mac Jones? I thought they would say Mac Jones. I honestly did. And when they said my name, I was like kind of stuck. <laughs> I was like, man, this, this can't be real. Like, they can't be giving me this right now. Heisman Trophy. I mean, Alabama, we know Alabama's history. They go 60, 70 years and never have a Heisman Trophy winner. And then the last 10 years, they got three. I mean, it's just it's just a blessing. I mean, just being around those guys that you're around, it helps you. So just going there every day, I mean, it's not something that you expect, but like when you just doing everything right and just have God first, just everything that you have planned is gonna work out for you. Just not with you, but with the team too. I look at your team and I don't know if we've ever seen a team. I'm not saying you guys, but you win the Belitnikoff Award. Your center wins the Remington Award. Leatherwood wins the top offensive lineman. Your running back, Dope Walker. Your quarterback, the Golden Arm, Johnny Unitas. You, Heisman, the Blitnikoff. I don't know if I've ever seen an offensive team win every You got every award that an offensive player can win outside of the Mackey Award, which goes to the outstanding tight end. Obviously, Kyle Pitts won that. Did you know you guys had this kind of talent? Like I said, the summer, man, everybody was bought into everything. I mean, we was going over by Landon House during the summer, working out by ourselves. Right. He got a whole gym set in his garage. So, like, I'm like, bro, like, we really buying into this. Like, right. it's going to be a crazy year this year. Mm -hmm. So, I kind of figured, like, we going to do something crazy. Like, we going to win this natty. I knew it from the beginning. Just, like, we worked too hard. We weren't going to let nobody take that away from us. So, obviously, you got LSU. You won't rematch. You, you want revenge because of what they did to you last year. You saw the outstanding offense that they had, those two receivers, Joe Burrows, Edward Allaire, offensive line. Um, and so you go out and statistically, you guys had a better season, minus two games, than what they had the previous year. Was that your mindset? Uh, it was more just about us. We wasn't really worried about what somebody else did. It was more about us, like 
we control what we do. We control our own destiny. So, like, we, the coaches, they can only do so much. Right. They can only help us. But ultimately, that's us going out there. We out right. there running the play. Put you in position. Now, okay, so it's on you guys to take Yeah, they're going to put us in position. Now, we got to go out there and execute it. So, it was more like, you got to do this at this this step, this depth. So, like, you got to be bought into those things. Some plays, if you don't be there at the right time, it's not going to work. Right. The first semifinal game against Notre Dame. What's your thought process? What's the team thought process going into this game? Um, I would say as offensive, like offensively, it was like nobody played us how they played on, how they, what they showed on film. Right. So, like, they played a lot of man on everybody. So, it was like, there's no way they come out here and they're going to play man on us. They played a good little bit of it. So, like, once we got to the game, we like, okay, like, they really going to sit up here and do this. Let's just take what they give us and let's just do what we do. And that's all it was, just doing what you do, not trying to be something that you're not, just being yourself. Right. You dispatch a Notre Dame and you get to the Ohio State. Going into that game, Ohio State is probably one of the few teams that can match you athlete for athlete. They're loaded. You look at what they do. I think they've got three of the last four uh, defensive rookies of the year. Uh, the DBs go to the NFL. Op- the wide receivers play in the NFL. So they're as talented as Alabama. What was your thought process going into that game? Because Wade said, y'all know who I want. Hey, why, why y'all asking me these kind of questions? You know who I want. He need to see me. So you hear him talk like that. What are you thinking? I mean, that's just like any other game. You always got the big target on your back. Everybody right. want to shout at you. So I just approached it like another game. And then um, just going up to Pat, just talking to him, I'm like, bro, this the last one. Like, they going to give you their best. I'm going to give you my best. It's like every rep, I want you in front of me. Like, right. this the last but one. Don't switch it off. Hey, follow yeah. me. Wherever yeah. I go, like, I want you to follow me. This the best against the best. Like, we got to do this. So it was me and him every day that we going at it. Like, I don't care if I'm in the slot, wherever I'm at, you come guard me. So that, so that was the first time that you requested Pat tan services for the entire week of practice. Usually I just go over to his side, but it'll be like, oh, our motion. They'll right. do something else. But I was like, nah, man, this the week. Like, I ain't trying to hit none of that, bro. Like, we got to get it this week. So, so you, that, you know what? As I'm talking to you, that seems so far out of your personality. That's not like you. <laughs> it's just... It was something about that game, huh? Yeah, it was just like, man, I, I've been on the winning side. I've been on the losing side. We've both been on the losing side. So I was like, I'm not trying to have that feeling I had <laughs> my sophomore year, right. man. Like, I came back for my degree and this. I got one. I, I like, ain't nobody going to stop me from getting my second goal. Right. So I was like, we're going to make this happen. You go off. I don't think we've seen anything like this in a national championship game. I don't think we've seen anything in a game of this magnitude. Because normally, a lot of times, the Heisman Trophy, he's on the... And I think what worked in your favor is that the banquet circuit was null and void because of COVID. So you would have to go eat these dinners and you miss practice and miss all this stuff. You were still able to stay in your routine. And sometimes, Heisman Trophy winners, it's anticlimactic when they get to the national championship game. It's like, bro, you won the national cha- You won the uh, Heisman and that's the kind of performance you put up? But you had a performance for the ages. What was going through your mind in the first half of that game? Uh, really just our game plan. Like, I kid you not, me and Coach Sark, like, right before second quarter, we walking to the other side, and I'm like, Coach Sark, what the play is? And then we both just say the, the same play at the same time. I'm just like, 
we locked in. Like, it's no way we both say the same play at the same time. Like, that's what we think about running. We run it, touchdown. So we like, we really locked in. Like, did you think it was going to be this easy? I don't know if you had it any easier than what you had in that game. Now, that's the best of the best over there. And you I, made it look, you made it look easy. I ain't thinking it was going to be like that. Like, it's Ohio State. They, right. just, they just beat Clemson. Yeah. They, they feeling good about themselves. Like, they going to come with it. So, like, and then, like, when you go out there and warm up, you kind of, like, get a feel for it. Right. You see them running out, them going through their routine. I'm like, okay. Like, they got a nice little squad. They yoked yeah. up. They got a nice athletic program like we do. Yeah. They try, I mean, they got speed. Them guys can run. They always test well when they go to the combine. You're like, okay. Okay. This, this, go, this is going to be the matchup. This is what everybody wanted to yeah. see. If, if this is a game you want to watch for the national championship, this is it right here. This is it. You get going. You're like, okay, catch the first one. Okay, catch the second one. And I think maybe your third or fourth catch, you get to the house. You're like, dude, in trouble. This was too, this is too easy. Did you start? Because he requested your services. He said, y'all, y'all asking me a question who I want to guard. Y'all know who I want to guard. So did you start talking? You start, get, you know, normally guys start feeling good. Like, oh, oh, you sure you wanted this? Now you can back out at any time and go to the other side because there's a problem over here. Yeah. It was more just like, Going to the sideline, like Coach Sark, it was always get the people what they want to see. Right. So like every week somebody say something is up there, and he just like get the people what they want to see. So it's just like that's what that's what they want to see. We gonna give it to them. So it was just like, all right, let's do it. I'm ready. Whatever y'all want me to do, I'm I'm here. We run whatever y'all want to run. I'm here. I'm ready. So you didn't really say anything to him. I said something one time after the after the deep ball, and I was like. Just keep giving. I was even more just like, man, just keep giving me the ball. You have three touchdowns over 200 yards in the first half in like the first play. Because I'm saying, you know, I'm saying to myself, after I see the way you're going, I said, he's going for over three. I said, he's going to get over 300. I said, he's going to put that national championship game record so far out of there. Nobody's ever going to get 300. I said, he might get four if they can get it close. But I, I know he's going over three. And then you dislocate your finger. What went through your mind? You like, did you like, I dislocated my finger. Like, damn, I'm leaving all these yards that he touched down on the field. When it happened, I didn't feel it. Like, I just looked at it and it was like, it looked weird. So right. I went to the side, I'm like, I think my finger came out. So they tried to put it back in. And the whole time in the tent, I'm just sitting there saying like, if you just catch the ball, your finger don't get dislocated. Right. So I'm just like, you, I did that to myself. You just catch the ball, we'll never be in this situation. Right. So you... You were disappointed that you dropped the ball because if you had caught it clean the first time, it's a routine play. You get 10 yards, eight, 10 yards, and you go back to the huddle and you live to see another day. Yeah. So that was your night. You ended the night with a historic performance in the first half. You're player of the game, but you think about what could have been. Yeah, it's, it's you all, wanted 300 in. It's always about what you, what you could have done better. And, and I'm just like, my last play. I remember me just dropping a pass and dislocating my finger. <laughs> Bruh, sandwiched in between you dropping a pass, you got a national champion, national champion, a Heisman Trophy, AP player, <laughs> AP player of the year. You good. You good on the one drop. You're, you're preparing for the draft now. What's your prep been like? Uh, really just rehabbing the hand. Um, you know, upper body is kind of hard to get with it with the hand. So just right. doing what I can, just doing every little thing that I can, all the little details and things like that, 
just my shoulder work, rotator cuffs, things like right. that. Because, I mean, it's not no bench right now. Right. It's not none of that. Like, you can't do but it. Yeah, so. I came right here. I was like, dang. I said, that's why Demo that's why Devontae <laughs> be getting off press. How is the hand? Uh, we getting better. You getting better? You had to have surgery on it? Yeah, um, I had a ligament. Bone was kind of stuck in the ligament, so I had to go in and just move it. So, but you really wanted to come back. You like anything? They could have put that. They could have put that back in. You go tape it up, tape them two fingers together. Yeah, I was I was trying my best. And I sat up there for a minute, like man, we got to do something. And then it got so bad, I was like, all right, I can't. It take was painful, huh? Yeah, I, like, I can't take the drilling. That's really you. You like okay? Yeah, I want to get back in there. Like ooh, ooh, no. Yeah. <laughs> you're preparing for the draft. You can't do really any upper body. So you're running. You're you're running routes. Are you training with a lot of other guys that's preparing for the draft? Yeah, it's, it's a nice little bit of us over there. Because you're down in Tampa, right? Yes, sir. Hmm, I figured you'd come out to L.A. <laughs> I want to ask you, you, get start, you, you, you leave Louisiana, the boot. Normally, top guys in Louisiana, they stay home. Why did you leave? Staying home was never really me. I always wanted to just get away, just get away from there. I wanted to be somewhere where people can't just pop up on me, but it's close enough to where uh, my, my mom, my brother, my pops, like they can just come and be right. around me, but I don't want everybody just popping up on yeah. me. So you, you want to get away, you ain't want the homies like, hey, Devontae, well, bro, we here. <laughs> yeah, I had to get away from all that. You're from a small town. What was it like growing up in that town? Um, everybody was really family. I mean, like, you be on your street and it's just like you can go from house to house like it's family. So like it was never nothing too crazy. It wasn't it wasn't the safest place, but it wasn't the roughest either. Right. But it was just more like you safe because everybody know each other. Like right. they his mom went to school with your mama. So like right. y'all know each other. Now y'all growing up together. They grew up together. So it was like everybody that grew up there knew each other. You're you're you three, four star recruit. But you're undersized. I mean, you're not going to be a big man. You're never going to be a big man. I don't think you ever have to worry about being overweight. So <laughs> you can eat whatever you want to. I'm looking at your bone structure, 300 pounds, 250. <laughs> that's not going to happen. That was the knock coming out of high school that he's too small. Now, reports, I don't know if it's true. You can correct me if I'm wrong. You weighed 120 pounds as a freshman? In high school? Yeah. Yeah. 120. Yeah. How much you weigh as a senior? Probably 150, 145. <laughs> you didn't gain a whole lot of weight. Nah. So I guess you didn't go you didn't go to your friend's house and eat enough. <laughs> and somehow in between four years, you gotta gain more than twenty-five pounds. So you go to Alabama, University of Alabama at 145, 150. You walk on campus, Coach Saber take a look at you and what does he say? It was just like you you here, like we gotta put some weight on you. Like, we got you here, now we gotta just put the weight on you. So you start lifting, you start eating, he's like, you eat whatever you want, as much as you want. Yeah, it was just like shakes, just every little second, like you gotta be eating somewhere. It's a little protein bar right. where it's a shake right after you work out, just whenever you're doing nothing, just eat. Even though all that, what do you weigh now? 170. 170. I, when someone asked me to say, critique, who did he remind you of? The first name came to my head was Marvin Harrison. You're about the same build. You're about the same size. Marvin could run routes. Uh, you run, ex I mean, maybe that's an Alabama thing where you guys are very technically and fundamentally sound at running the route tree. Who does your game remind you of? 
uh, Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, just from the releases to the route running, just every little detail. Like, if something's not right, I'm going to come out of them like, bro, I ain't do this right. Like, right. I ain't feel comfortable with it. So you feel, you, you feel the only way a guy gets, gets a jam on you or stop you in a route, it was something you did, not really something he did. So when you're in a meeting room, you're in a meeting room with Judy, and Judy is very Judy can run some routes. You run routes. Ruggs is more of a speed guy. Jalen is speed, but he can run routes also. So are you guys critiquing you like, but I, I got you on that one, bro. I, I got you. That dig, your dig, they look like mine. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's just every day just going in there like, oh, yeah, I did this way better than you. My release is way better than yours. That's every day with anything that we do. So is that something that you guys, because I'm, you look at, you know, you go back and it starts with Julio. And you go Ridley, and you go so uh, uh, um, well. You go Julio, Amari, Ridley, uh, Judy, yourself, Rugs. Is that something that those guys pass down? Like each one teach one? Yeah, when I came my freshman year, that's that's how Calvin was, just showing us everything, little route, routes, releases, things like that, every the detail. And you know, them guys all coming from South Florida, him, Coop, Jew, they just like. That's what we've been doing. Like right. that's just how it is in South Florida. The right. route running down there, like that's what they do. Right. So it was just like you watch those guys and you just take every little detail, just soak it in. How do you, you guys? Most of you guys have very similar personalities. I mean, Julio doesn't do much talking. Coop does no talking. You do no talking. I don't know. I don't know much about Judy, but he doesn't seem like a talker. Why? I mean, what's up? I mean, you got skills like that. You're supposed to be talking because I, I talk. I let them know. You, I'm gonna give it to you the first half, and just so he don't feel left out, I'm gonna give it him the second half. Y'all gonna get it today. It's more people. People don't like when they when they talk and you don't talk to them. Like when you like when they talk to you, they want you to talk back. Yeah. But, but when they talk and you don't talk back, they like like you really feel like like damn, you don't want to talk to me today? <laughs> like nah, I'm not gonna say that. I'm just gonna keep working. Like I'm yeah, just kill you, you. I want you to keep working that gear too. Yeah, see. See, this is what you asked for. Now, see, I was minding my own business. I had no intentions of talking, saying anything. But see, now I got to give it to you. I usually just give you a look. Like, <laughs> I, like I just look at you and I laugh or I shake my head like, okay. yeah, this is what you asked for. Okay. Were your parents surprised? Were, your, na- were your, your neighborhood surprised that you didn't choose LSU and you chose to go to Alabama? Uh, I wouldn't say my family was surprised because I told them, like, I'm not going there, like. I know that's what y'all want me to do, but it's not happening. I got to go somewhere else. So I feel like the neighborhood was probably surprised, but my mom, pop, grandfather, they weren't surprised because I already told them. Like, so once, they, once you, you, it was, you made up in your mind, I'm not going to LSU, it came down between Alabama and who? It was just all Alabama. It was all So the only place that you really had set your mind on was going to Alabama? Yeah. So what happens if Alabama does not for your scholarship? Then we would have just had to roll what we had. Had to figure something out. <laughs> so, because you had put all your eggs in that basket. Wow. That's so you're small, you're 120 pounds as a freshman. You end up at 145 your senior year. In between, did you were your high school team, were you were you guys very good? Yeah, we went to state twice in my four years. Y'all win? No, nah, we lost both of them. What happened? How they lose? <laughs> it was my senior year. We we lost about four. We had a couple mistakes on the one yard line, so that cost us. So you a wide receiver? Did you play any other position? Play safety, corner. I ain't leave the field. 
Oh, you you what? So so let me ask you a question. So uh, your your corner skills. Who are your corner skills? You you Dion. You Reavers. I give more of a Gilmore. Oh, you step out Gilmore. Yeah. Oh, you 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 putting hands on people. I can I switch it up every now and then. <laughs> oh, so y'all done got sophisticated now? Cause when I was in high school, oh, you played straight man. And anybody, it, it was man. I, I got you. Yeah. We got that you man football. I got you. That's how it was. They, <laughs> we played a team that had a good receiver. That's why I go. They, you, you, they had some high receivers, then I just go play. Safe. Oh, so you so you you travel. Yeah. You picked up frequent flyer miles. You just okay. Yeah. You shut it down. Hey, I only gave up one touchdown. One touchdown was at safety. Double seams, cover three. I had to choose a side. I chose the wrong side. I want to know what did. It seems to me Coach Saban didn't have to do a whole lot of selling of you because your mind was made up. You weren't going to LSU. So I was going. I was going to ask you what kind of, what kind of salesman pitch did Coach Saban give you? But he really didn't have to give you any, did he? Um. Actually, it wasn't as easy as everybody thought. Like, he didn't offer me at first because it was the size thing. So, it was just kind of like, we need you to gain some weight before we offer you. But my mentor, he just kept bringing me back to the camp. Right. And it was just like, all right, every time he come, he killed the best DBs. Like, all right, I don't even care about the size no more. Just offer him. <laughs> and, like, once he gave it to me, I was kind of in my feelings. Kind of like, okay, you ain't want to offer me because of my size. Nah, I ain't coming here. But then that's when I started realizing, like, all right, you got to make the most of this opportunity. It's like, get out your feelings. Just do what's best for you. Right. It seems that Coach Saban develops a, more than a player-coach relationship. He's almost like a father figure to these guys because he's genuinely happy. He said, I, this is the, he said something that he didn't normally say because Coach Saban has six national championships since he's uh, been back at the University of Alabama. But he said something that this was, this was his favorite team. This was his most special team. Why do you think he said that? Uh, just everybody just like everybody bought into everything about the team. It was no selfishness or nothing like that. It was no individual. It was like team. Everybody like not everybody had COVID like before we even came back. But it's just like the few people that we didn't have, like everybody bought into like you just can't be out here doing this and that. And it was like you don't have players going out to parties and things like that. Like everybody coming to practice, going home. We're around each other if we at home, and that's about it. Like everybody bought into everything. Like wasn't nobody around here just messing around. Yeah, that's really hard because you're a college kid, and a part of being college is doing college kid things, going out to parties, doing certain things. But you realize now, not only is this about being selfish for you, but you're putting the team at risk because not only could you possibly be infected, but now you come back and you infect the whole, the entire team. Yeah. So it was just, just like you said, like, it's not just about you. You got to think about the people around you. So like, you come and you, we in a meeting room with everybody and you have COVID. Now it's like, all right, we was just in a team meeting. So like, now everybody got a quarantine now. You guys, your junior year, you guys used to play something with rock, paper, scissors. How did that come about, and how did Coach Saban look at that? Because I see you guys were playing that, and then it kind of went away. It was a one-time thing. Like, we were just <laughs> sitting in a huddle, and they called to play. And usually we do, like, just left and right. So when they called to play, me and Drew was like, nah, I'm taking this route. And he was like, nah, I'm taking out. Like, well, we're going to have to rock, paper, scissors or something. And then we just end up doing it. And then, like, and the every, camera caught it. Yeah, everybody just blew it up. And Coach Saban, he had a little meeting with us. It wasn't nothing crazy, though, but it was just like, all right, we understand what you're saying. All right, we're done doing it now. Right.
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, what's your favorite route to run? A glance route. We call it a bang eight, skinny, skinny post? Five step slant. Yeah. Why, why do you like that route so much? Uh, it's just so much I can do from a release, just that, and then like, you can make it look I can play with my split. I can be tight. I can be wide. Right. I can be in the divider. Like I can do so much with it, and right. you'll never know what's coming. But you know that quarterback got to be there because that safety's coming. Yeah, that safety, and he's coming with bad intentions. So if he's if he leaves you, the thing is with that route, you want him to protect you. Yeah. If worst case worst, put it on my back shoulder. Let me turn and do this, so he hit me in the back. Don't make me do this. Yeah. And let him hit me in my face. Cause there gonna be problems. Yeah. Between me and you, not me and the safety, <laughs> me and you gonna have a problem. Yeah, it's a trust thing. I mean, you always trust your quarterback to make the right read and do the right, right thing, and then it's just like your angle helps you a lot too. You right. stay flat, then your back gonna automatically be to him. Right. So when you you go into the game, you, you you got your favorite route, and so I had a favorite route, but I'm trying to make everything look like that route. So my steps, if I'm running, you know, basic cross, which is the, you know, ten to twelve yard crossing route. But I'm also making the, the out route look like that. I'm also making the seven route look like that. I'm also making the dig look like that. So is that how you is that how you're thinking? You're like, I want everything to look like this, but then I'm gonna fall off the table on the out route. Yeah, you make everything look the same. Like you gotta drive off the ball. You gotta look at the person that you're going against. Like you can't be looking down. Like look, like if I run every route and I'm looking at you, you'll never know what's coming. Right. Sell speed and don't slow down in the break. Just every, just stick your foot in the ground and just go. Cause when you start slowing down, then he know what's gonna come. You're gonna start leaning to the way you're going. So just full speed looking at him and just keep going all the way full speed through it. Well you guys you the, the Alabama receivers, you guys do a very good job of that, of not tipping your routes off, not decelerating. Cause a lot of guys, you like that, er, 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 or that and the corner's gonna drive. He see you breaking, you start chopping. What route you run chopping like that? Is that everything? Is everything is speed with you guys? I see you guys fall off the table. Is that one, two, three, four, five? I'm off the table. One, two, three, four, five. I'm in. You guys are sitting up, and you guys are very good with your shoulder. You guys are constantly moving, constantly moving. It's more of just like it's a feeling. Like when you start running the routes, you just feel like when it's supposed to happen. Right. So it's like. You never run a route counting your steps. If you run a route counting your steps, then you're not going to be running full speed because you're right. trying to count the steps. So it's more of a feel like, okay, I'm running, and then you just feel it, and it just happens. You just break. But the thing is, is that, like in, the, like, in practice, we always ran the routes a little deeper because we know come game time that clock's going to speed up. And so is that how you're thinking? That, okay, I know they said 14, 
but I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get to 14, so I'm probably gonna have to hit this thing at 12. Um, yeah, it was like that at times because you get to practice and the lines don't be always white. <laughs> like they be missing sometimes. So you just like before the play, I look like okay, I'm supposed to be here. I'm gonna go a little bit deeper than that since I can't really tell where this line at. Right. So your position coach is he really a stickler for like get your depth, get your depth, get your depth. You too quick, you too quick because everything needs to tie up, tie up. Like you said, when you coming out of your break on that glance route, Mac Jones back foot need to be hit and he needs to be driving the football. You throwing that fall off the table, the uh, uh, the speed out. When that back foot hit, you need to be falling off the table. But some, like I said, you know, you get jammed. You know, hey, I know you like to think you're gonna win every route, but sometimes you get jammed. Yeah. It's gonna have to, you have to speed it up. Yeah. So if you get hung up at the line, I mean, it's still timing. So you just get what you can, and I mean, the ball is still supposed to be out. Right. So it's a timing thing, not more just like, yeah, depth is it. And they always get on us about our depth. I mean, like, if you get a clean release and stuff and you don't get your depth, then, all right, what you doing this for? But, like, if you get hung up, then, like, of course you got to cut, cut it short because it's timing. And you can be, you know, don't be modest here. Do you believe you had the greatest Alabama career of any player that's ever come through Alabama? Uh, no. Who had a better career? I don't, I don't know who had better, but I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say myself. I mean, I, how many, I don't know how many guys have been, won the Heisman, won AP Player of the Year, SEC Player of the Year, 23 touchdowns. Uh, when you, look, what you did, you had the greatest on-field and off-field as far as awards of any receiver in history. Now, it's hard for me to believe that there's been a player that come through the University of Alabama. Now, I go back to Alabama. I'm a, little, I'm a lot older than you. And so I go back way with Coach Bryant. I don't know if there's been a player that had the career that you've had. When you think about it, you stayed four years, two national titles, a Heisman Trophy, AP Player of the Year, SEC Offensive Player of the Year, the yards, the catches, the touchdowns, like it's Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, Amari Cooper, Jerry Judy, Rugs, Waddle. Your name in front of all of them. It's but I consider myself as, of course, I consider myself as the best wide receiver that came through. But player, you better Julio. Oh, I'm gonna tell Julio. You heard that, Julio? You heard what he said? Really? He Amari. He said he better than you. That's what he said. I, I asked him back. I said he the best player. He said receiver. Yeah, I consider myself as the best receiver to come through there. I mean, it's been some great guys like Julio, Coop, but I mean, we still watch film of them. I mean, it's stuff that I took out their toolbox that helped me right. get to where I am. So I mean, like, I don't get to where I am without them, without watching them, watching Julio, watching him run all the glance routes in Atlanta and things like that. So I mean, like, that's stuff that I just put in my toolbox, and I'm like, y'all helped me get here. Can you believe Julio is that size? And can run and move like he can. Yeah, he came around with us one summer, and I was just like, "Bro, you too big to be moving fast." <laughs> man. They a big dude. People don't realize. People don't realize how big Julio is. Yeah. Julio probably about two thirty. Yeah, two thirty-five. You like, bro? Let me let me get a little bit of that. Though. Let me get to like two hundred. But you know, you're not gonna be. You probably the highest you're ever gonna weigh probably is one eighty. You know, you realize that, don't you? Yeah. This is it. This this this, this is what you got. So anybody that drafts Devontae Smith is like, bruh, y'all get all the protein that you want. That's it. Yeah, that, that's how I look at it. I mean, like, people say I'm not eating enough. Like, like <laughs> I, I eat all day, every day. Like, right. it's just not going to happen. This is who I am. Right. So, I mean, like, 
I accept it. I mean, like, either you accept it or you or you not. I mean, it is what it is. Where would you like to play? I mean, you got a lot of mock drafts. Some have you going third. Some have you going seven, eight. Some have you going to, you know, 11. What's the ideal landing spot for Devontae? Uh, I just want to be somewhere where it's a team. Where are they going to throw the ball? Where they going to throw the ball <laughs> and where it's a team? I mean, like, you can go to some of these teams and it's just like you have players that's all about the money. It's not like it's not about the game. Right. I want to go somewhere where, like, it's a team. Like, where we going to – we not here just doing this for a chick. Right. We doing it here to take care of our families and to win. I mean, like, I'm not trying to go nowhere where it's like we're going to lose every game. Like, all right, I got my chick and I'm, I'm out. Like, no, nah, I want to win. I want to go in somewhere where it's family. Like, you feel like it's family. Like, I enjoy coming here every day. I don't want to walk in a building like, man, here I come with these dudes. They ain't trying to get better. Like, I want to go somewhere where we gonna, I'm going to make the person who crossed me better and they're going to make me better. They ask you a question, I think, at the Senior Bowl, and they ask you who was better. Mac or Tua, and the report is before you even they even finished it, you said Mac. What's the differences between the two quarterbacks? They both two great quarterbacks. I mean, they both play differently. Mac more of a I'm a watch film. I know what you're finna do. It's not nothing you're gonna show me that I haven't seen. And Tua's more of a like I'm gonna get in the game. I figure it out. Okay, I see you doing this now. I know it's gonna come more instincts. But I mean, they're two great quarterbacks. I mean, everybody operates differently. It's just like with Judy, it's like I'm a route runner. I'm going to beat you like this. Like I run routes. That's what I do. Rugs, it's speed. I'm going to beat you with speed. Me, it's route running. Water, speed, route running. It's like everybody has the different way of being successful. And right. I mean, that's their, that's their ways. Are you going to run the 40? No. You play faster than you probably would time. That's what you think, though, isn't it? I don't know why people think I'm slow because I'm really not. I mean, like. You gonna run 4 3? Yeah, I believe I could. I mean, I ran track and things like that. Like, I'm just long. It looks slow, but like, if you put, some, if you put somebody on side me, you'll be like, okay, he's not slow. That's, that's, that's what I got. That's, I think that's the thing that I, uh, some of the, um, the coach from uh, Ohio State said. You don't realize how fast he's moving until you're up close. So you're, you know, you, you look at somebody on film, you're like, okay. But then you get there and you see them. You're like, damn, dude, moving. Yeah, that's that's how I look at it. It's just like y'all on the outside looking in. But like, if you was on this field looking, you'd be like, oh yeah, like he moving. You outrun. You can out. Can you outrun rugs? No, nah, I can't outrun. <laughs> I ain't gonna say all that. Nah. What about Waddle? Nah, it depends. Waddle, it depends on what it is. Right. I believe he'll get me in the forty, but I believe we ran like a sixty or something like that. I get him. Waddle or rugs, who's faster? It depends on what you're running. 40. I take Waddle. You take Waddle in the 40 over rugs? I take Waddle in the 40. Wow. You do realize rugs ran 427. Yeah. So, what you expect? Is Waddle going to run? Is he going to run the 40? I don't know. Because I would have looked. Do you think it was a blessing and a curse? Do you believe you'd have been able to put up the numbers had Waddle stayed healthy? No, I know I wouldn't have. But I mean, like, I believe both of us would have had great seasons. Right. It was like, you can't, you double one, the other one going to eat. Right. Vice versa. So, I mean, like, if he would have played, nah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have won the highs. Matt probably would have won the highs because Matt yeah. would have threw for like six Yeah, he probably would have won the highs. I mean, I believe <laughs> Belitnikov could have probably went to either one of us. Right. So, like, I, I know, like, he would have played 100%. I wouldn't have won the highs. So, you got, are you and Waddle working out together now? Nah, he, he's training somewhere else. Oh, okay. 
So, I watched you win the Heisman, and your mom was a lady, your father was a lady. You're happy. What's gonna be what the what is the draft gonna be like? Um, because that's not the end of the journey. That's just the beginning. Yeah. Because you didn't say, "Well, I want to get drafted." And then, no, 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 no. You said, "I want to play." So that's the that's the start of a new journey. Uh, it's really just I don't like being around a lot of people. So, so it's gonna be you and your mom is gonna be a small group. Yeah, it's gonna be a small group. I don't like having too many people around me and things like that. So yeah, it's gonna be a small group. And then, what about the cookout, man? You know y'all cookout, man. Y'all gotta have some boudin. Y'all gotta jambalaya, some etouffee. Y'all gotta have some gumbo. Man, you can't have just five people to eat all we, that. We was talking about that last night about food and stuff like that. We might do some after, but as far as like draft night, it's gonna be small. But after, we might have like something at the park or something like okay. that. Okay. Okay. So you you. This is going to be a culmination because obviously, you know, you go to Alabama and obviously you want to get a degree, but you believe Alabama was going to put you on the track, the path to get to the NFL. So this will be the start of a new, as I mentioned, the start of a new journey. So what's the emotions going to be like? Uh, just you knowing that you came here for this and it was everything that you wanted and more. So it's just like this is what I expected. I appreciate every little thing that they've done for me. And it's just like everything that y'all y'all sold to me, it was that. It was no, oh, it's going to be like this. And it wasn't. Everything that they told me how it was going to be, it was exactly like that. So, I mean, like, I feel like that's part of the reason that I did go there. It was just like they kept it real with me from, from the jump. It was no, oh, it's going to be this. And it wasn't. It was like everything was exactly what you told me. Are you going to bring your mom and dad to wherever you go, or are they going to stay back in Louisiana? Uh, well, mom says she's going to come, but I doubt it. <laughs> I think she's just going to stay. <laughs> she, she don't, she's not going to leave Louisiana, huh? Nah. What did Coach say? You, you mentioned that it was what you thought it would be at the University of Alabama. What did Coach Saban promise you it was going to be? That he told me, like, you work, you're going to get what you deserve. He so. didn't promise you a starting job. Yeah. That's that's that was the main thing with me. Like everybody, like oh, you come here, you gonna play, and I'm just like, how you know I'm gonna play? I can come and step foot on campus, and something can happen to me, and then I don't play. Like, how do you know I'm gonna play? Mm-hmm. So it was just like, nah, you come here, it's not no guarantee. We're not giving you nothing. Like you gotta earn it. Like you gonna earn to play, you gonna work to play. So it was just like that. And I mean, I'm all for it, all for the work. I don't want nothing given to me. Like make me work for it. What was your first day of practice like? You go to you you at the University of Alabama. All these four, five star, three star recruits here, and Devontae, hundred all hundred and fifty pounds. What was that first day of practice like? Uh, to really, it was just like another day. I mean, you go out there, you see the guys like Mika, running, Tony, all them. You see them, they like they yoked up. So you like, <laughs> all right, they they kind of real out here. But I was like, in the day, I mean, like. I ain't here for nothing. They right. bought me here for a reason. So like, just go out here and just be myself. Get through the first day. You like, okay. Cause normally that first day, the first day of practice, I mean, you fresh. It's the second, the third day where that soreness start to sneak, the, uh, to sink in and you got to push through it. And all of a sudden them lay that, that, that fast twitch don't want to turn over and coach like, son, you got to get out. Devonte, you got to get out the break, son. We don't have all day. Come on, come on, Devonte, hustle it up. I run a lot. Like, I can run all day. So, I didn't necessarily have that problem with, like, dead legs. Like, I always was like, I can run all day. I'm not going to get tired. Right. But it was more of like, all right, my feet hurting. 
Right. So it's like, you got to take care of your feet. You got a cold tub, massage and stuff like that. So that's when I really like, okay, it's the the treatment and stuff like that. The maintenance, you got to get into that. Like, you got to take care of your feet. That's right. when I first started getting my pedicures and stuff like that. I was <laughs> like, okay, you really got to take care of your feet. That's right. the only thing that's really slowing you down. You right. can run all day, but your feet hurting. You got to take care of that. You mentioned you could run. You ran track. What'd you run? I ran everything from 100, 200, 400, triple jump. What you, oh, triple jump. What'd you do with triple jump? 44. Yeah, man, I beat you. I beat the brakes up. Yeah, I thought you <laughs> I thought you were gonna say you went 50. Oh nah, man. Nah, nah. So what was your specialty? What was the event like? Every track meet, Devontae Adams is gonna enter this event. The 400 and the triple jump. You a 400? Yeah. I, you? I love the 400. That's my favorite race to watch too. Yeah. I love the four by four and the four and, and the, the open four. Now the only thing I didn't like about the four by four, I ain't had nobody on there with me, so it was a lot to make up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that kind of get. That, that kind of get like gruesome. They expect you to, to yeah. come, come. I'm like, bro, dude, I'm 100 yards yeah, behind. What else you want me to do, Give man? It, let it, can we 10? I can make 10. But y'all get there further and further. Y'all y'all pushing the outer limit. Yeah. And plus, you beat a ran a whole bunch of other bits. Yeah. You beat a, I was a long jumper, triple jump through the desk, ran both of the relay team. I'm like, bro, what, what, what? Come on, bro. I mean, all the, I ain't got no more legs. Yeah. But yeah, most definitely 400. Like, that was, that was my race. I, I loved it. You go to the state before? Yeah. You win? I came in second. What'd you run? What'd you time? 48. I mean, that's, that's a decent time. That's a decent time. I mean, th so the guy that beat you, did he go somewhere? Did he play football? Um, I don't know, but we didn't practice. We just showed up to the track meet and just ran. It was what no kind practice. of fool is this is that? Hey, man, that's just how it is where we're from. You just show up. Small town. Yeah, yeah. You ain't no track practice. Ain't we did the same thing. I track practice with football practice. You just show up. Well, yeah, that, that's exactly what it was. And, and track, you know, you ran track to try to get out of spring football. <laughs> It was, nah, you doing both of them. Let me ask you a question. We, where I'm from back when I played, we used to have what we call jamboree. So we would play a whole game, but we would play two different teams. We would play one team for a half, and then we would play another team for a half. And then once we, that's how we, did y'all ever do those? Um, our jamboree was just one team for a half, but we did have some scrimmages where it was like three teams, then you mm -hmm. just do certain drives against them. So the only position you ever played was wide receiver, corner, and safety. You never played quarterback. You never played any other position. I played one snap of quarterback. It didn't work out for me. What happened? You threw a pick? No. You got blasted. They snapped the ball. It was rolling. I picked it up. and You got blasted. Yeah. <laughs> you got to jump. See? See? You got to jump on it. You, you got to jump on the ball. It did everything to be okay. Yeah, hey, I thought I was going to be a hero just then, but no. Nah, you never played running back? No. Yeah, see, I, 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 was a run, I started out as a running back. But I got tired of saying, my bad, Sharp. My bad, I missed that block. So don't worry about it. I'm going to switch positions, and that way I know who's tackling me because I ain't got to worry about nobody saying, my bad. Yeah. Alabama, so from Louisiana, small town of Louisiana, high school star. Were you a high school star? Would you say you, would you consider yourself a high school star? Yeah. Are you, the, are you the, the best player to come out of your high school? I think I am. I mean, it got, now I had some people that came out of my high school. But Anybody we know? Um, Anybody play major college or go to the next level? Play in the NFL. Uh, PJ Franklin. Um. Okay, so that's that's the record. It was guys like that. So, you're the best player in your high school. You're the best player at Alabama. So now you got to finish off this trifecta. You got to be the best player wherever you go. Yeah, I mean. That's how you want to be. You want to be the best player that you can be, best player you, everywhere you go, just knowing that 
Like, that's that's what you want to get to. You want to you want to be the best. You plan this to be the best. So I mean, like, that's ultimately what you want. What do you want people to know about Devontae Smith that they don't know? Besides the football player, I mean, obviously they know you're an ex, you're an outstanding football player. You won the Heisman Trophy. Uh, that can you. There are very few guys that can say they won the Heisman Trophy, Player of the Year, two-time national champ. What are some What are some of the things you would like people to know about Devontae outside of football? What do you like to do? What are your hobbies? What do you like to do? Uh, I sit in the house all day. Honestly, I, I don't do nothing. I don't go out. I sit. You not house. a movie guy? You don't bowl, top golf. I mean, I bowl, me and Rugs, we'll go bowl stuff like that. But mostly sit inside, play Call of Duty, and cook. That's about it. Oh, you cook? I do a little something. Oh man. No, let me take this back. Do you just throw stuff in a pot? Nah. I mean, you might be you might be one of the more potluck type of guy. You nah. put a bunch of stuff in a pot and you lucky it don't kill you. Nah. I, 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 I'm like, can you can you cook? Yeah, I can cook. Okay, so so what's the dish? What, what what's your dish? What's your go-to dish? Jambalaya. Oh my goodness. Okay, so 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 what's so special about your jambalaya? It's just the flavor of it. Like, is I like mine spicy, but anything spicy that's gonna like make you be like, oh no. Nah, but too see that's but see that's what y'all do in Louisiana. See y'all think the if it's so hot you can't. Ooh, that's good. No, that's not good. If I gotta do, Rugs made me realize that I gave him some uh some sausage one time. He was like, bro, don't ever bring this sausage back. I'm like, it's not even that hot. I had to realize that like our hot is like way yes, yes. That's how y'all be doing it down there. Y'all be putting all them spice that stuff down there, man. Look here. If I gotta do all that, no, it's not. I can't taste it. I'm blowing. I gotta drink water. I can't even taste the food. That, that, is that how you cook? Like, see, you already told me you like it like spicy, but not too spicy. And you just told me your spicy is different than somebody that's not from Louisiana spicy. I done kind of got away from that though. Like, at the beginning, it was like, yeah, I'm gonna have it spicy. But then I had to realize, like, all right, eating all this spicy food and going out there running, like, nah, it ain't, it ain't, gonna, work, it. It ain't gonna work out <laughs> like that. You gotta tone that down. Right. So, okay, jambalaya. What about gumbo? You can you, you cook gumbo? I never, I never did gumbo. I never did it. I was I was thinking about getting into it, but I just ain't got around to it. Etouffee? I did etouffee before. Boudin? Nah, I never did. I don't, I don't, I'm not big boudin. You're not big boudin? Nah, I'm not big boudin. What? But you know, in, in Louisiana, y'all eat everything. So yeah. y'all try alligator, y'all eat turtle, y'all. So 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 what are some of the delicacies that you partake in? Turkey neck, neck bones, pig feet. Yeah. Just put stuff in a ball pot. Right? See, I told you, that doesn't just tell you. I just told y'all your pot look. He throw a whole bunch of stuff. I hope you don't put all that stuff in one pot together. You ain't putting turkey necks and neck bone and chicken feet in the same pot, are you? You did that? Hey, that's oh, how you do man, it, man. Come on, man. That's how you do it, man. Look at it. How you do it's it? It's all going to come out tasting the same. No, I want a pot of neck bone. I want a pot of turkey necks. I want a pot of chicken feet. I don't want all that together. That's too much. That's, you, that's too much. That's too much stuff you got to go get and put in another pot. That's too much. How about we like, okay, for this meal, we're going to have turkey necks. Okay, next week or in two weeks or a month, we're going to have neck bone. Now, if it's, if it's just me and, like, it's a couple people, then I'll do it like that. But if it's, like, a family gathering, nah, we're going to put it all in one pot. That's how y'all do it down there? Yeah. No, we don't do it like that in the South, in Georgia. Hey, hey man. <laughs> it's all come out taking the same, I understand man. if you want to put the turkey necks in some collard greens or you want to put the necks on some, you know, uh, 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 
ham hocks and some black eyed peas. Nah. But you can't put all those meats in one pot. You, you put your turkey nades, your neck bones, all that in one thing. And then you put your corn, your potatoes, your sauce, you put all that in one okay, thing. Okay, I get I get that. But not, not all the nah, meats. You'll be fine, man. I'm telling you. You're gonna be Nah, that's that's, that's too much to see. I, I'm I'm tasting I'm getting sticky with, with the chicken feet. And, and, and the nah, chicken feet. I don't know about chicken feet. Nah, I ain't never had no chicken feet. <laughs> you never had no chicken feet? Nah, I ain't never had no But you like feet. turkey necks? Yeah. Okay. And you like oxtails, neck bone? Yeah. Okay. What about corn? You cook cornbread? I mean, what, you just eat meat? Yeah, I can do cornbread, red beans with the cornbread. So what do you learn to cook from, your mom? Yeah, mom. Watching you watching your mom cook? Just, you, she in the kitchen. Like, you gonna go in there like, what you cooking? All right. Then you watch it like, your mom, right. Your mom let you be in the kitchen while she was cooking? See, my grandma didn't play that. Boy, get your, you know what, out of here. Grandma ain't play that. Mama, let you <laughs> okay. yeah, grandma ain't, she don't want nobody to know how she cooking, but mama, she gonna let you come in there and watch. And, and, uh, so can you cook desserts, sweets, cake, pies? I can do, like, brown and stuff like that, but like, I ain't too big on the, on the bacon and stuff like you that. Yeah, take too long, huh? Yeah. So are you gonna cook your own meal, or are you gonna have a, a catering service? Are you gonna have somebody prepare your meals for you? I like cook my own stuff. I like, if... Everybody don't know how to season food, so like if it's not seasoned right, I'm not gonna. Devontae, like, you know you can't be eating oxtails and neck bone doing a full NFL. See, you do. Re- <laughs> I mean, you do realize I that. Know, right? I know that, but still though, every food you gotta season it right though. You got no matter what it is, you gotta have that that flavor with it. Like everybody can't cook stuff with that with that right. Look, well, you know what? It's a good thing you can't gain weight because I'm getting the impression you really like you a foodie. You like to eat. Yeah, I eat a lot. Just. It ain't going. I don't know where it's going. So, you so you, would you prefer to go out and eat, or you prefer to stay at home and make it yourself? During the season, I'd rather go out because I'd be I'd be tired. I don't want to do nothing. I just want to come home, right? And relax. So, well, who go, so we in the NFL? NFL season. So who gonna be doing the cooking? My girl. Oh, she a good cook. Yeah. She's from Louisiana. Y'all high school? Nah, we met in college. Okay. Oh, she from. So hold on, she from Louisiana and went to Alabama too? Yeah. Well damn, y'all guess y'all were destined to be together then. <laughs> that don't normally happen like that. Hey, I'm, I'm glad it worked out that way. It, I'm glad it worked out for you. So from high school to college and to now, how would you rate Devontae Smith's success on a scale of one to ten? Uh I give it a seven. I ain't done yet. I still got some things I gotta accomplish. I mean, this, like you said, this just the beginning. Mm-hmm. I gotta go to the next level now. The next, this the next step to it. So I mean, like I say, probably a seven. And then once I get through this, if it goes the way that I picture it to go, then we'll probably get to a ten. What's um, what's some of the goals you like to set for yourself in the NFL? Uh, of course, Pro Bowl, things like that. Um, thousand yard season stuff like that but I mean like trying to get a gold jacket no. I mean I ain't, I ain't come this far for nothing I, I mean, didn't come this far just to come this far yeah I ain't come this far just come this far I mean I'm trying to get a gold jacket somebody gonna bestow a lot of money more money than you ever imagined you receiving at one particular time what's gonna be Devontae Smith big purchase I'm gonna get pops a truck I mean a Range Rover pickup truck Nah, it ain't gonna be a Range Rover. <laughs> ain't gonna be a Range Rover, but just nah, that's pick that's up. what he, that's what he been wanting a little pickup truck. So I'm just gonna get him a truck. I mean, what you gonna do? For what mom want? Get mom a house. <laughs> get, get out, get out the house that we that she in right now. Right. 
she's gonna move. I mean, she goes or she gonna stay in. It's gonna be in Louisiana. It's right. gonna be in a meet somewhere. Right. Just not exactly where she at now, but somewhere in a meet. So I thought she might want to move to New Orleans or. Oh no, nah, she ain't trying to. She ain't, she ain't trying to go that far. Huh? Nah. If anyway, it wouldn't be New Orleans. No, no New Orleans. Nah. Pop gets a truck. Mom gets a house. What is Devontae gonna get? What what what's been since you were six years old? What what car has Devontae Smith always wanted? Um, I started off wanting a, like a Jeep Wrangler, but I didn't had that already. So I can't believe you said that. that. That was my thing coming up, Jeep Wrangler. Just wanted to sit up high and things like that, but I didn't already had that. So okay. I mean, now just I'm really just, I look at cars almost every day, just trying to figure out like what it is I want. Is it gonna be contingent on where you go? Because obviously, if you go somewhere cold, you're gonna have to get an SUV. Yeah. You go somewhere warm, you can get an SUV and a and a and a car. Or you might just say, you know what? What could I get that could pass as an SUV and a car? Maybe it's a, a G wagon. Maybe it's a Range Rover. Maybe it's the Bentley truck or the uh, or the Rolls truck. Yeah. If I go somewhere where it's real cold, then I'm gonna get me something that can that can move around in the snow or right. something like that. But but you still want to look nice now. Yeah. Yeah. Still want to look good and stuff like that. But I do. I have been looking into old schools. Oh, you like old school? Yeah. What you like? Pontiac Firebird. Man, I thought you were gonna say something like a a, a '69 Camaro or a '70 nah, Chevelle nah, nah, or like nah. a '71 Cuda or something like. This man said a Firebird. Yeah. With the with the with the with the, with the Phoenix on the hood. <laughs> that what you talking about? Like a '77, '78 Firebird. Hey man, everybody got their preference, man. This man said a Firebird. You put him up in this. No, sir. <laughs> Man, you know they can't. They're not gonna let you pull up there to Firebird. Hey, man, that's 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 me, man. Just like the car I got now. What you got? I got an Altima. I'm keeping it. It ain't going nowhere. I'm gonna keep that. That's my little gas saver. That's 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 the car to keep you humble. I keep you humble. You like look where I started, and then you look over there. You're like, man, I got a I got a G wagon. I got a Rolls, but I also got this to remind me. What it took to get that? Hey man, that stuff there, gas prices going up. I know I can get a good little yeah. twenty up out of that, and I'd be good, man. I'm cheap. I'm cheap. I want you to be cheap. You can be as cheap as you want to be, but don't be cheap to yourself. What you working for? Hey, I worked to get my mom and pops right, and they got me here. They've been taking care of me. Let me take care of them. So. Keep the ultimate, but get you something nice besides. Oh, I'm gonna get me something nice, but I'm gonna keep the ultimate too. Hold on, but don't keep, don't get the ultimate, and then get the Firebird, and don't get something nicer than the Firebird. <laughs> we gonna have to see what we get there. <laughs> Construct the ultimate receiver. I just want you to use Alabama, so all Alabama, from Ozzie Newsom to Don Hudson to Julio to Ridley to yourself to Rugs. So hands. Me. Speed. Rugs or water. Size. Julio. Route running. Ooh, that's tough. That's tough. Uh, I go Calvin. Really? Because I was gonna say, okay, I'm gonna take. I want Ridley. I want Amari. I want you, and I want Judy. I, As I was say, okay, we get ten routes. I, I, I like how I like how <laughs> yeah. you got anything you want to ask me your suits I 
I know, I know who your guy is. <laughs> he said you got your your own little thing. I was trying to figure out something. He was like, oh yeah, that that's that's Unk stuff right there. I was like, dang, I'm trying to get like Unk, trying to have my own <laughs> little little suit collection. Yeah, I mean, as you see, I'm I'm kind of dressed casual, but when you dress 240, your shirt and tie or shirt and jacket 240 days a year. When you outside of that, you ain't really trying to dress up, and I'm not really trying to go anywhere that I have to dress up. But I think that's that says a lot about the individual because you are professional, and I, I think at all times you should look professional. I understand you're a football player, and people are like, well, you're not a banker or you're a lot of a lawyer, but I'm a professional, and I think you should be professional. You should look professional, and when people see you outside of your football uniform, it's like, okay, he's professional. He take care of himself. I try to wear a suit anytime I can. I go to the grocery store in a suit if I if I. Hey, like, you got your mind. That's just me. Like, but what? I'm gonna be real with you. I came here like I need to bring a suit. Like I was gonna wear a suit to this. They were like, oh nah, man. Oh, probably gonna have on like a little. little you can't go to the like club that. in no suit. What kind of? See, I you, ain't going to the club anyway. So. So you want them old, old heads show up at the club with a shirt and with a suit <laughs> on? It's some Stacey Adams. No. <laughs> you go to the club. You go to the club like this here. <laughs> Man, I wish you the best of luck, bro. Congratulations on an unbelievable career at the University of Alabama. I love the way you carry yourself. I love the way you 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 put your city on, the way you take talk about your mom and your dad, how you're going to take care of them. So I have nothing but the best of best of praise for you, man. Uh, it was a pleasure to watch you, and I appreciate you stopping by Club Shay Shay and giving me some 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 of your time. And uh, like I said, good luck in the draft and good luck on your next career. Appreciate it. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life. Look. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.